Welcome to Echoes of Holiness podcast. Tell us what he brought to us. So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. No telling how many messages has been begun right here at this point in the Bible, this scripture. And uh, tonight, I want to preach to you just a little bit about the standard bearer. The standard bearer. He's a very important officer in the army. And uh, he not only bore the military insignia, but he was at the forefront of the battle. He was always the first one to strike the enemy. Amen. The standard bearer was uh, in the hottest part of the battle. He bore the brunt of it. Uh, If you're going to strike the enemy and cause him to fight back, or uh, if the enemy has come against you and you go out with this decree and you strike him and let him know that you're going to do battle with him, then you have placed yourself in one of the most, uh, well... I guess we'd say one of the most uh, hottest positions in the battle. Amen. That's, uh, you've got people behind you. You now have the enemy advancing toward you. Amen. And you must also bear the insignia that who you are and what you are and what you stand for. Amen. And the Bible said when the enemy shall come in like a flood, and have you ever tried to stem floodwaters? Amen. Have you ever helped people pack sandbags? Or have you ever got water coming out and you started trying to hold water back? I'm going to tell you, it's, it's easier to fight fire than it is to hold back water. Amen. It's almost an impossibility. Amen. Especially, Brother David, few when it becomes floodwaters. Amen. Uh, I think, Brother Leroy, we can say floodwaters are a force. Amen. When the enemy shall come in like a flood. Amen. America has seen floodwaters, but it's nothing new. It was times back in Isaiah's day when the enemy came in against the people of God, the camp of Israel, and it was just like a flood. But they had a standard bearer. Yeah. 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 They rose up against him. And that standard bearer was the Holy Ghost. And he's still the same standard bearer today. Amen. There's never been an enemy or an alien army that's ever come up against the church of the living God that's been able to get past the standard bearer. And when it comes down time, for us to advance and carry the battle into the devil's territory and try to save a soul that's lost sitting on our benches. I've seen the Holy Ghost, Brother Mallory, time after time begin to stem the flood of opposition until something began to smite the heart of that human being. A great standard bearer, the Spirit of the Living God, the Holy Ghost. Amen. Oh, what a standard bearer. 
what made Colonel George Washington so high and general after he advanced and became the army of the, uh, I forget what they called that army, the uh, people back then, but in the Revolutionary War, he man was that. They wrote many stories, cause you, you, of course you can go in your Bible bookstore, see the picture of a man with, knelt on the ground beside a little fire, the horse beside him, these reins looped over his arms, his head bowed, and uh, many things was handed down, and George Washington did, did say some good things. Amen. He won for number one, included God. But uh, so much, uh, the reason that we love that man is because of that always a good leader and always a good uh, a, a man that people is willing to follow. He's like the general that came uh, to a river and it was raging and it was getting higher. And they knew they had to get over it. It was strategic. It was a strategic point. It was a specific time. The time it was now. They had to go across. Amen. When he saw his men uh, come up to that river and stop and look at it, Brother Steve. Amen. He drew his glittering sword and hooped the war cry. And out in the midst of that river he went, Brother Jeff. And his men cried out after him and every one of them followed him through. Children of God, we are stemming the flood. And the reason and how that we are stemming the flood is because of the standard bearer that goes on before the children of God. The church of the living God had not been able to make it under this hour except we had somebody that went before us making the way. <laughs> when the enemy comes in like a flood, then the Spirit of the Lord would raise up a standard against them, not a wall. Not build a, a, a rock wall or a brick wall, or, and it could be many times we've used it that way, but uh, he put forth his insignia. Brother Russell letting him, the enemy, know who we are. Amen. And I remember that day when old Moses cried out to him, Brother Jeff, and uh, when they were seeing somebody, when they were seeing somebody to stand, he said, who is on the Lord's side of Amen. And the Levites stepped out and, and said that they stood by Moses, saying, We on the Lord's side. Amen. All right, let's go a little farther here. I wrote the Indians, when they really wanted to become great, when they wanted to become uh, important, when they wanted somebody to know what they had done. They counted coups, that's right. They didn't go into battle with a, a sword or arrow or a spear or a gun or a weapon of some sort, but they carried what they called a coup stick, and they went in. And they was always in the forefront of the battle. Arrows and bullets flying by them, but they reached out and counted coup on their enemy. Amen. I'm telling you, brother, we've got somebody tonight that'll go before the battle. Amen. You're not facing it by yourself. I'm, I'm going to get somewhere quicker than I'm going. I need to. I know that. So we can give Brother Leroy plenty of time. <laughs>
St. Luke chapter 14 I have here in 28 through 32. St. Luke chapter number 14 and 28. For which of you intending to build a tower setteth not down first and counteth the cost whether he hath sufficient to finish it. Lest happily after he hath laid the foundation and is not able to finish it, all that behold it begin to mock him. Saying, this man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king going to make war against another king setteth not down first and consulteth whether he be able with 10,000 to meet him that cometh against him with 20,000. Or else, while the other is yet a great way off, he sendeth an ambassage and desireth conditions of peace. Listen to 33. So likewise, amen, whosoever he be of you that forsaketh not all that he hath, he cannot be my disciple. Are you willing tonight to step out and face the enemy? Are you willing? And except you are willing to forsake all, you cannot be his disciple either. Verse number 33 is the explanation of 28 through 32. He did not mean before you commence to build or go to war, you must first sit down, I wrote here, and count the cost and refrain from doing so because you cannot do it. But Jesus meant to sit down, carefully consider and think over the matter and they see if you'll be able to make a full and a complete end of what you're starting. Amen. I want to tell you tonight that with the help of the Lord, we're going to make an end of our salvation. The wise man said, better is the ending of a thing, Brother Bud, than the beginning. Amen. And I've seen some people that started off with a loud bang, Brother Leroy. Amen. They run so well for two or three years and everybody was patting them on the back. And everybody was putting them up to sing, and everybody was putting them up to read the testimony reading. Everybody was asking them to preach. Amen. But four and five years came along, and they just seem like they're dropping out of the picture now. The anointing is leaking out. Like a cistern that can hold no water. And then they're gone. They didn't consider whether or not they had sufficient to meet the enemy and to stay in the battle and to win that and be there when the last amen was said. Oh, we got to make conditions within our heart and promise ourselves I'm going to be an overcomer right down to the end. I'm not turning back. <laughs> amen. When the enemy comes in like a flood. Amen. This is just my simple way of putting it. But there's two sorts of coming in, Brother David Tepper. When the enemy comes in like a flood, there's something else at that place right there, Brother Leroy, that comes in also. That's when the Spirit of the Lord comes in upon the scene. Amen. And, uh, Ever since uh, it wasn't Tuesday night, it was Wednesday morning, I asked Keith if I could use this. 
I didn't want to embarrass him, and he said, yes, you can use it, Dad, to help some of the other people, children. And so that's the, tonight the reason I'm preaching this message is for some young people and for some other people that I have heard stand up in this church like Sister Jamie for one and say the devil's been telling me and tempting me and been working against me and, and telling me I don't even know if I'm saved or not. Amen. And uh, Wednesday morning, me and the devil had a tussle and I won. Tuesday night came and midnight rolled around and one o'clock and two o'clock and I'd gone to bed and after I'd sat there for a long time and wrote that, it's probably three in the morning before I got to sleep and uh, then the children came and woke us up, Misty and Keith together. <clears throat> then I went back to sleep again and at about 5.30, maybe 5 o'clock, he came about five o'clock, he came back to the door and I heard him call gently to his mother. And uh, so I told her, I said, that's the second time they have woke me. And that's all I said and I turned back over and went to sleep. And about half an hour, whenever it was, I don't know, because I was sleepy and sleep, great sleep was upon me. She came back to the door and walked in to where I was and touched me and I, uh, just kind of started awake and she said, Jeff, you need to come in here. said, uh, Keith is in, in trouble and uh, said he's being tormented by the devil. And uh, said, uh, we're needing some help. said, we prayed, but we can't get anywhere. We prayed, but we can't touch heaven. And he's prayed, said he's been praying all night. And uh, he, can't, he can't touch anything. He can't feel anything. <coughs> Well, I just crawled up out of the bed and gathered my clothes about me and went and sloshed some water around in my mouth and washed my face. And uh, all the while I was doing that, Brother David Jeffrey, the enemy was coming in like a flood upon me. Amen. And I thought, well, I know an old man that prays. And I know an old man that takes care of the devil. I, I go over there and I'll get that. And I said to myself when I started down the hall, wait a minute, wait a minute, I don't need to go get that. And I began to talk to the devil. I said, look here, devil, me and you fix and have a battle right here. I don't know exactly how it's going to come out right now it's going through my mind, but I think I know how it's going to come out. And I walked in there and a big boy, old man over 300 pounds, soon to be 16 years old here in some more months, I was sitting there crying, his mother crying, they'd been praying, and the devil was in that place. I don't know if you've ever fought him like that, but I have many times where I live, Brother Leroy, us preachers, sometimes we know what matter with the beast of Ephesus is. Yeah. I walked in there, and I said, I sat down beside him, put my arms around him, big shoulders, but I'm going to tell you, the devil can take a big boy like you, Ben Seals, and make you like a rag doll. I said, son, what's the matter? He was weeping and crying. You know how, have you ever felt the devil come in on you, saints of God? I mean, just putting up, he's like a flood. He 
He said, Dad, I, 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 I can't feel anything. I pray. I don't even know if I'm saved. And I said, wait a minute here, son. Hold on just a minute. I said, number one, when the devil tells you you ain't saved, you're saved. He's a liar. And that's what I quoted him, brother. I said, John 8 and 44 said that he's a murderer. Amen. From the beginning. And he's a liar. And there ain't no truth in it. Amen. And I said, the Bible said that now the just shall live by his faith. And if any draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. And I said, the devil is trying to make you take water, son, on your testimony that you give him the last night that you was here. And I heard you say, I'm glad to be saved. And the devil took another grip, brother. And he rolled up another wave. And I felt it come against him. And I began to feel the spirit of the standard bearer to come into that little room. Sister Jamie Foster, and I don't want to ever hear her stand to her feet again and say, I don't know if I'm saved or not. I'm telling you, sis, it's the devil. He's trying to, he's trying to steal the testimonies of our children. And me and the devil, I begin the battle Wednesday morning. And I want to tell you, children, that you can live right Hallelujah. And I said, son, we walk by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. <laughs> he hadn't just prayed a little while. Brother Leroy, he'd been praying. He left puddles of tears in there on his bed. He walked the floor. Amen. And his mother, I don't mean to speak a word against my wife or against my son. Amen. But when I walked down that hall, they didn't know how to confront the devil. Amen. But when I walked down that hall, Sister Karen Mallory, I had the Holy Ghost walking before me. And that's how you confront the devil. Amen. I'm not speaking against him. I told him. I said, listen, son. Amen. And for about an hour, I sat there and quoted him the Bible. Amen. I said, the devil can hinder your prayers. He can make you where you can't pray. Amen. The devil can make it where it feels like your prayer is vibrating, reverberating back off of the ceiling. And I said, there's one thing that the devil cannot stand up against and that is when you begin to put the word of God on the devil. Sister Manning shut up back up, John. And I said, I didn't come in here to pray. I said, we're going to pray in a little while, but when we pray, we're going to have the devil on the run. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
I said, prayer is not what we need right now. Amen. Because I quoted him the scripture in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. It became flesh and wealth among men. under your breath I'm saved by the blood of Jesus I'm saved by the blood of Jesus I've got a standard bearer that's going before me I'm saved unto the uttermost I'm saved by the blood I'm saved come on tell him I'm saved thank God We can't live a victorious life, my brothers. Always taking the tough kids and running from everything the devil tells you and I. Amen. I told the devil, and I promised my Lord, when I get to church Thursday night, I'm going to preach against you and for him. I'm going to help our children understand that when you come telling them them lies, I'm going to look you straight in the eye, stand square on my feet, and hold my head in the air, and say, my foot's on the rock, and my mind's amen. My foot's on the rock, and my mind's made out. Are you feeling better, children? Are you feeling better, children? 
Today it's all past. We never see nothing else. But I tell the seed that when I asked him about if I could use that. He told me today, brother. He said, Brother Jason's been teaching us about having a, a testimony path. And he wanted us to read the book of Revelation. He said, I read 12 chapters last night. And I wrote down how many times it said overcomer. said that he would raise up a standard against him. Isaiah 45 and 17. Sister Myram Gaither has a young girl milking cows for Brother Elvis Burnett told me when I pastored her in Alabama about the time when the devil almost completely destroyed her mentality. She said, Brother Jeff, I was driven by the devil. I got saved as a young girl. I got sanctified. She said, I received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Brother Jeff, she said, the devil got on me as a young, unmarried woman. She said, I remember that day when I just about lost all grips with reality and insanity just about took over because of every time I went to pray. Sister Stacy, she said, I couldn't feel like I was touching God. And that's what the devil was working on. Right, he right. used that tactic before. And while I sat there working with my son, I thought about others that I had talked with just like that. I remember Brother Benjamin Burke that just about lost grips with reality and became a member of the Insanity Club because of listening to the tactics of the devil. But Paul said, we are not ignorant of the devil's Sister 
sister, sister, Brother Buzzy Dean, what's his wife's name? Sister who? Sister Mabel Dean. Thank you, wife. And uh, that the breakfast was good, and he said there was something in there that he didn't like. And uh, Brother Ben talked to me about that. And he said he came home, and he couldn't shout, he couldn't pray, couldn't get in because the devil said, you liar, you liar, you liar, you're a liar, you're a liar, you're a liar. He called her back, and he said, Sister Mabel, I'm sorry I lied to you. He meant because the breakfast wasn't good. There was only one thing he didn't watch this, and that's how the devil can do our yeah, minds. Yeah, he does me that. That's right. Yes. Yeah, he does me that. I want to tell you something, brother and sister. Amen. I, I fought with the devil, and these elder brothers here and sisters sitting around your house, too. Amen. Yep. And... Uh, the more you grow up into God, into the fullness of the, of the Godhead under Christ, the more the Lord will let you face and battle the devil. Yep. Amen. But Brother Bun told me other things, and he said, Brother Jeff, the devil just about took my mind. And I remember Mary Cheek when I looked at Keith, and I, he was a big man. He and Keith probably now, he's... Just a few months ago, anyhow, would have been close to the same size, huge shoulders, weighing probably 300 or better. Man, Sheik was a big boy. I took him to Craigsville, Virginia with me, Brother Leroy, in the back of a little car. You would see him with his hands under his, his chin going down the road, riding the heavy traffic in the middle of town, going through a big city, Nashville, Knoxville, Memphis, wherever you wanted to go. He'd be raising his hands, you know, and the devil was tormenting his mind at the very age that he was tormenting my son's mind. Amen. And what man she did not have was a mother or a father that could recognize what the devil was doing to him. And that's one reason that your younger brother is in adultery that would love to be saved tonight. He loves holiness. You better not say anything about holiness. You might have a fight on your hands. But he's in adultery, brother, but the devil tricked him up because he told Mary Sheep that he couldn't live it good enough. This way ain't a hard way. If the devil's telling you that your long sleeves and your long dresses and your hair on your head ain't good enough to serve God, he's a liar. Amen. He's a liar. He got a pair of Levi's, and because they was Levi's, brand new Levi's, <laughs> first thing he done, brother, he put them on, he run back to his bedroom, and he got down and he prayed. Next thing he done, he was in there with a knife picking the threads out of the Levi sign. And the next thing we find in Jack, making a young boy 15 years old just like my boy walk down the aisle, go out and get in the car, going to church, bawling and squalling because he had on a pair of Levi's. I want to tell you, Levi's ain't a sin. No. But the devil can no. make you think it is. Oh, yeah. that's right. Amen. I feel you. The devil's a jumping pretty high, brother, but we're getting it on you. Amen. Levi's ain't a sin. Amen. I'm going to read a scripture if I'll quit turning away from it. Amen.
seen getting a brand uh, or a little old used motorcycle, brother David Guthrie, that wouldn't even hardly run without spitting and spluttering. And he promised God two trips around the house, and then he'd go pray, what, five minutes? That's the devil. That wasn't God. This persuasion cometh not from him that called you. Amen. It's of the devil. Two trips around the house. He was so glad of that little motorcycle. Into the house he jumped. Get out and pray for five minutes. Tormented by the devil. Finally, when other things come around, we saw him begin to drift and then they begin to weep and cry. But prayer wasn't what that boy was needing, sister. Amen. He was needing somebody that could put it on the devil with the word of God and have the Holy Ghost to go for him. Oh, I'm going to tell you something, saints of God. I'm going to tell you something, Sunday school teachers. I'm going to tell you something, deacons. We're not sensitive enough sometimes to the needs of our people. We're not understanding what they're needing. And they sit there tormented and struggle. And the devil's telling them, you're not even saved, and it's a lie. I hope that I've left you to see tonight. We've got a way. We walk by faith. You're not, every time you're going to get down here and pray, you're measuring days and days and days. I'm not as spiritual as Brother Clay, my father. There's days and days and days that Brother Jeff Welcher has went without feeling the power of God like I need to. I dare say that my father been in the same place. Because I remember when he walked up out on the hill filling your t-shirt with mushroom and you was a weeping and a crying. I dare say that you wasn't feeling much of the spirit that day. But you shook your head and said, Clay, what's wrong? You got him with a you know wrong. But it was a devil pulled in you down. And in your 48 years, I'm telling you what, it, it sometimes would be worth a mint. It would be worth the hole in the hill at Fort Knox, Kentucky, with all the gold and all the reserves and, and the revenue of the United States Army and government for somebody like 48 years to walk up and look in the eyes of our young children and say, children, I'm for you. Children, Brother Clay's praying for you. I understand some of the things you're going through. Not always if you don't, and if you don't, and you're going to hell, and you're going to hell. Sometimes we need to brace up the arms of our children and let them understand that they are babes in Christ. And I never expected my babies, amen, to act like I did when they come into the world. I'm not giving an excuse for sin. Sin will take you to hell, children. But I'm going to tell you something. There is no way that I can expect you to be the Christian that Brother Jeff is. I ought to pray more. I ought to seek God more. Amen. I ought to fast and seek God. And the devil's lying to you. I must hurry on. The Bible said in chapter 45... Isaiah 17, but Israel shall be saved in the Lord with an everlasting salvation. Ye shall not be ashamed nor confounded, world without end. For thus saith the Lord that created the heavens, God himself, that formed the earth and made it. He hath established it. He created it not in vain. He formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord and there is none else. Psalms 24 
and verse 1 through 2. Psalms number 24. And the Bible said, The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof and the world and they that dwell therein. Brother Russell, I'm glad that he can keep a hand over us, brother. I thought of this scripture this evening, though I didn't write it down. He said, Brother Bud, my father is greater than all. Amen. And he said, no man is able to pluck you out of his hands. My father is greater than all. Amen. And then verse number two finished up here by saying, he hath founded it upon the seas and established it upon the floods. Amen. When the world was dark without form and void. Amen. The Bible said in Genesis 1 and verse number 2, Brother Donald, and the Spirit of the Lord God moved upon the face of the waters. Amen. And the Lord God said, and the Lord God moved, and the Spirit upon the floods and the seas. God, the standard bearer, said far enough. And he set a bounds for their habitation, Brother Jason. And the devil, I want to tell you tonight, cannot cross the bloodline. Right. Right. You've been saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, you're saved. You can't get no more saved. Amen. Hallelujah. I may have something wrote down here. I want to tell you, Jesus in the wilderness, 40 days he fasted and then was tempted of the devil. Amen. I'm telling you what, it's not a sin to be tempted. It's a sin to give in to temptation. Every man is tempted, drawn away of his own lust and enticed. But I like the partner said, God tempted no man with evil. Amen. <laughs> Jesus tempted in the wilderness 40 days. And then Calvary. Don't you think it didn't come in like a flood, Sister BJ? But on the cross... Every other scripture that I have ever read where Jesus had dressed that heavenly spirit, he said, my father. But that day he cried, my God, my God, why is that for sin? Tremble and shake and the dead people got us walked into town. Yeah. And that veil, Brother Jason, you got, I tell you what, I should have jumped the altars the other night. If I really done like that, I was feeling because I love what you're talking about, that little lamb got up off the altar when that veil began to rent from the top to the bottom and ran off because the lamb of Calvary had cried, That's right! Amen. Out of the grave he come on that third and glorious day. And when the enemy come in like a flood, brother, and thought they had destroyed him, the Spirit of the Lord, it said, and if this same Spirit that raised Jesus, that was said, <laughs> if it dwell in you, it shall also quicken your God forgive us of our many sins. We believe and live an overcoming life. <laughs> the 
French Revolution I had wrote down here, Christianity was just about destroyed and atheism reigned and ruled supreme. And all of a sudden, the Spirit of the Lord, Brother David Guthrie raised up a standard. When it looked like that a whole country was turned to atheism, John Wesley walked in on the scene. Hallelujah. Just when it looked like that the children of Israel didn't have nowhere else to turn, and my God, it's getting laid on us. But when they didn't have nowhere else to turn, Brother Leroy, Moses walked in on the same. Amen. The Spirit of the Lord sent his standard back. Amen. When it looked like the whole French coast of England and England, Amen. What the atheism could have went. Amen. The way of the communists in that kind of reform. John Wesley walked in on the scene and had a revival that turned the French entire revolutionaries back unto God and Christianity. Hey, brother, I tell you, God has got a standard bearer when the enemy comes in like a against the enemy for us and our children. I'll tell you, the devil would like to destroy this little church right here at Westville. Hill. Amen. Matthew 12. Amen. I want to read it. Matthew 12. The Bible says, Amen. Verse number 43. When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places, seeking rest and findeth none. Then he said, I will return to my house. From whence I came out, and when he has come, he findeth it empty, swept, and garnished. Amen. Did you hear what I said? I'm not only talking to our children now. I want to look at every one of you grown-ups in the eye. Amen. I want to look myself in the mirror of God's word and say, when I let the spirit, the standard bearer, leak out of my life, he'll come back around to this house because he found an empty sister. Amen. I'm going to tell you something when you're praying. Uh, we may not be running the backs of the pews, but I tell you what, brother, I feel like I'm in cat meeting. On the same God who helps us there is helping us here. Amen. They found an empty sweat and garnish. You can't let you kept it empty. But Jeremiah said, My people have committed two sins and two evils. They've forsaken me, the fountain of living water, and you themselves, my sister, broken. Inspired Hannibal, 
that wicked man that thought to destroy the world, the Alexander, the great that thought to take the world, amen, the Napoleon that thought to take the world, the Hitler that thought to take the world, the Mussolini that joined legs with him and thought to rule the world, amen, and only the Spirit of God stopped the flood of sin. without Jesus on my side because you're looking at a boy that wouldn't last one hour without Jesus but brother brother that night when I stood and watched my little girl the same power of Satan that came against my son came against me amen and my family at a young age in, a, in a, about an 8 by 16 cinder block building Dad, I well remember that night when the devil came in that place and was around that place. Amen. To Misty, a little bitty girl stood up in the middle of the bed. Amen. Cried, sobbingly cried. Tears running down her face, scared to death. I want to tell you something without God on our side. The devil hates you like a chicken eating a grasshopper. sudden it finally came to me and it said it's the devil amen it's the spirit of hell coming against you son it's time to pray amen oh, I'll gather my clothes about me and I bowed down and began to pray and after a while the sound of battle I came into that little cinder block building and the Holy Ghost began to speak Sister Amanda and after I got to praying or before I got through, my little girl had laid down in the bed and had gone to sleep and I was enjoying victory. But my son has faced the same devil and he learned the lesson the other day that sometimes, sometimes, you got to know how 
to battle against the adversary of your soul. That's why I beg you, children of God, read your Bibles. Because when the devil can hinder your prayers, he can never hinder these words. They are Christ. It is a sword of the Spirit. And I told him that the other morning. I said, son, the Bible, the Bible is what's defeated this power that's been against you because it's quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. I'm gonna battle him. I may look at you and say, but did I ever preach that message? Somebody gonna have to help me hold my hands up like Aaron Burr. And I know I'll face the devil again. But tonight I'll help somebody to understand that it's the devil that's talking to you and trying to tell you that you ain't saved. And if you'll put the word of God on him, he'll flee. And if you'll just resist him, if you don't know much Bible, children, if you can't quote it like your dad or Brother Jason or Brother Jeff or Granddad Welcher, amen, let me tell you that James said resist the devil in verse number nine and he flee from you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I tell you what I felt. I felt better there just a few minutes ago. I felt almost like somebody's load was lifted when they believed the word. And what shall I more say for the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson and Jephthah, of David also and Samuel and of the prophets who through faith, there's your answer. There's your answer, Sister Penny, when you can't touch God, Sister. When you walk around this altar and your hands in the air, Tears rolling down your face, and we might think it because you're feeling God, but it's really because you'd like to feel God. I want to tell you, sister, it's through faith. It's through faith. Through faith. Through faith. Amen. Subdue kingdoms, rock righteousness, obtain promises, stop the mouths of lions. Quench the violence of the fire, escape the edge of the sword. Out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens by faith. Yeah. Hallelujah. Coming to a close, brother, get ready to preach for us, and we've got plenty of time. Please don't worry about this clock. Second Chronicles 16 and 9, the Bible said, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro. Brother Jeff, when the devil's over there on Flint Ridge, jumping up and down on top of that little double wide home with yours, brother, and you came out of sleep with your trouble and your thoughts. Amen. People probably look at you and think, well, the man's got a pretty good job. His little home's paid for. He's living on there by himself. He's got it made. He's got it made. You face the same battle that everybody else faces. That's, right. that's the devil. That's the devil. That's the devil. Amen. I, I, I don't mean to embarrass you, brother, but have you ever told me that there's days? Have you ever told me, have I ever told you? There's times when I get so nervous and so I'm on the edge, and brother, it seems like everything I'm doing is falling apart. It's a devil, brother. It's a devil, but the eyes of the Lord are running to and fro. And just like the devil is working 
God's working also. Did not I tell you there's two coming in? When the enemy comes in, Sister Betty, then the Spirit of the Lord comes in also. Bring your Lord to God, and the devil says it's going to never happen. Something else comes into your heart. And through faith, you put the flank the army of the aliens. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's shooting himself strong in behalf of them whose heart is perfect. Amen. And then Psalms 34 and 7 said like this. Amen. Psalms 34 and 7. Hallelujah. <coughs> the angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. What a standard bearer. 91 and 7. The Bible said, and a thousand shall fall at thy side and 10,000 at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee when the enemy comes in like a flood. And it looks like it's going to overwhelm you, Dad. It'll not come near you because, why, why? Because, number nine, thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation. Amen. Psalms 125 and verse number two, the Bible said, Amen. Like this, as the mountains are round about Jerusalem, so the Lord is round about his people from henceforth even for from forevermore. Zechariah chapter number two and verse number five. Zechariah two and verse number five. The Bible said, For I saith the Lord will be under her a wall of fire round about, and will be the glory in the midst of her. Amen. In Luke 21 and verse number 18 is my last one. The Bible said like this, But there shall not an hair of your head perish. Amen. There shall not. Sometimes, 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 it looks like I have lost all. When I look at it through my eyes, but he promised us not a hair of our head shall perish. That gets it down pretty close. And, and now you're going to let the devil tell you that he's, he's going to destroy your experience, your life, when God won't even let one of our little hairs perish? <laughs> Come, Elder. Preach to us. Come on, 